And welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza. I'm joined by Paul Boyd today, and we're going to talk a little college baseball. Paul, a little baseball. I know you're always up to talk a little baseball. I'm great to talk baseball. We're going to talk some baseball, and we're also going to mention uh, our continuing series on the Best in the West series that the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette has been doing uh, for the last couple of weeks, and it will continue on into July. And that is a, a daily uh, um, highlight, I guess, of the best players in all the team sports um, f- forever, for all some, time. Some pretty incredible yeah. stuff, really, all start time. talking about all these guys. So we've done the basketball portion for boys. Um, we'll have the girls' basketball all-time team later. Um, right now we're doing the softball, and we're going to lead into soccer. So it's all the team sports, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show. So b- before we get to that, We'll save that for last. We're going to talk some college baseball and specifically the perfect timing collegiate league that has in now in its second week here in Northwest Arkansas, specifically in Springdale um, and also in Tulsa. And we're joined today by J.T. Baker, who owns Perfect Timing, and he, along with Zach Bottoms, put together this collegiate league. J.T., thanks for jumping on with us today. Thanks for having me, guys. So a little background on the Collegiate League. Um, if you are familiar with, you know, with college baseball, you know that college baseball players, when their season ends, hopefully sometime after the College World Series, but for most players, well before that, they're looking for uh, summer leagues to play to continue you know, to get, get better, see quality pitching, get their swings in. Um, you know, the Cape Cod League is, I think, probably the one that most people know about. Um, it's where – and JT, correct me if I'm wrong, the elite of the elite. Um, if you get an invitation to the Cape, you you go and play in the Cape. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But this year, times being where they are with COVID-19, uh, and because so much planning has to go into those leagues and finding host families for these players um, and, the, and the cities in the Cape that, that have these teams – um, they just didn't know what you know what they were going to be facing and, and that kind of thing. And you have to understand too that area is is has been affected by COVID nineteen way more than the rest of the country. It's sort sort of evening out, but but it's still a very much a hot spot in the Connecticut area and Massachusetts that kind of thing. So the Cape Cod League this year pulled the plug and said we're not going to play. So a lot of high level college players were left with no place to go from that league. Also, uh, several other summer collegiate leagues made the same decision because of the uncertainty. So it left a lot of college players with no place to go, um, and they haven't played since mid-March. And so, uh, you know, baseball players need to stay active, need to to swing, need to throw, need to stay in shape, uh, or they can lose it quickly. So without a place to play, uh, JT and Zach were able to get together, and they already had a collegiate league going. They were able to take that league, and I'm going to say, JT, this is collegiate league 2.0, correct? <laughs> it is a totally better version. Absolutely. Bigger, better in all areas. Absolutely. So what you have is you already had a good league, Paul. It was already a good league. Yes, sir. Uh, good, good opportunities. Absolutely. Yes. Quality league. When the Arkansas Razorback guys had no place to go, JT and Zach were able to offer this to them. Not only those players, which you know, Arkansas is a top ten national program year in year out. I mean, that's not a that's not a stretch, and that's not at all, not at, at, at all, at all. So you get ten Arkansas Razorback guys who say, "Find us a place." Like Robert Moore said, "Well, I was just hoping they could find a spot for me on the on a team." R- really, 
Really, Robert Moore? Come on, you didn't really have to dig too <laughs> yeah. far. JT there, said JT. he'd name a team after you if you'll come play. You know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so you got kids like that coming in. Then you got a Casey Four from K State. You got Jordan Wicks, a K State. You got you know elite level players coming in from a lot of D one programs. And so, like I said, it takes the what was already a really good league. Or like, JT, what you told me the other night, it took a really really good league and made it great this summer. Um, and as far as I know, this is the first live, real competitive sports that we've got go- had going on in this region for this age level of player since March. As far as I know, that's correct. So, JT, we're in our second week now. Just kind of tell me how things have gone, and uh, you know, you know, kind of. I know you've been out. To, you're out at the park. You see people coming. It, you know, everybody's happy. We're, we're playing sports. Man, it's been uh, it's been all positive, really, Chip. We, uh, man, you know, first of all, I think the kids are having a great time. Uh, Absolutely, it's, it's fun to watch them compete. They're just they're just tickled to death to be back on a baseball field, and, and that's that's the main thing. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, it's been great. You know, nobody likes umpires, but the umpires have had a really good time too. They have, you know, nobody's getting on the umpire working and out doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, nobody's uh, getting on the umpire because they're just glad to be out no, there. <laughs> uh, you know, I think uh, we've had we've had really nice turnouts of fans. Of course, there there are parents and girlfriends and stuff, but there's a lot of people in the community that are just coming out to watch baseball because they they're missing sports. Uh, Man, you know, the city of Springdale did a great job of outlining their expectations to to follow the health guidelines. They they really did a good job with that. And uh, we have we've been really fortunate. People have been very accommodating. Um, you never know how people are gonna be reacting when they get react when they told no or how they, they don't get what they want. And everyone has been very, very easy to deal with. I think everybody's just excited to be back on a baseball field and for the most part we've had nice weather. Uh, the fields at Tyson are in wonderful shape. They are look beautiful out there. It's just been it's been very very positive. You know, uh, something people need to keep in mind um, if you're listening to the podcast, you're like, I want to go out and catch some great baseball. They're playing at at five thirty and seven thirty on Mondays through Thursday out at Tyson Park. Um, there's no charge to get in, but you know, social distancing. Uh, bring a lawn chair. There's not really any seating in the bleachers. Um, they've got that taped off and roped off uh, with with uh, with you know with the yellow tape, um, and so you kind of need to bring your own lawn chair. But for the most part, it's kind of baseball as usual out there. Paul's what I've seen. How about uh, you? You know, no question. I last night was my first first uh, foray, which I truly truly enjoyed. Yes, seeing seeing some baseball, seeing the ball hit hard. Yep. Seeing a couple home runs, seeing some good plays. Man, you just enjoy it. But I was going to ask JT. JT. Can you kind of explain to folks how many years now is this for, for for this league? How long has this thing been going? This is year number six. Okay. Tell me the difference. Is, Tell me, did you start with three teams, four teams? How, how did we start and where are we now? You know, the first year, it, we had open perfect timing. We really didn't have teams like we do now. We have, you know, we have youth teams. I think we've got 51 youth teams and, we got 10 high school showcase teams, but we really didn't have any teams at that time. We had a bunch of kids that we were training that we had helped uh, get scholarships to play in college. And the old model was that the graduating senior would continue to go play travel ball. And, and as we looked at it, it's like, 
you, why would you travel and stay in hotels and go play showcase baseball when you already have a scholarship? It just didn't make sense. Right. Yeah. On top of that, we had kids that I had coached in college and kids that I knew that were in the area that were out playing college baseball. And so that first year we started the league, we had two teams. Uh, we had we had two teams in Northwest Arkansas. We had a team in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. We had one in Catoosa, and we had one in Claremore. And we basically came up with a schedule and took off and went with it. Uh, over the years, it's taken on some different tents. One year we had a team in Fort Smith. Uh, we had four teams up here. Uh, one year, the Rogers American Legion brought their older group and played with our played with our guys. I think we had five teams that year in the league. Uh, you know, it's kind of taken on some different faces of how we've done things. Uh, one of the things for our league, and I, you know, I played summer ball when I was playing in college. Um, you know, you're away from your family yep. the whole year, and you're, you're on the road, and it's living you know, with str- you, living with a stranger. Yeah, well, you got you know, you're gone all year during school, and then you know, you got about a week off, and you load up and go live with you know living with a stranger yeah. riding on a bus and it's it's hard to find a place to lift weights you certainly can't get a job i mean it's just a lot of things that that, that so one of the, the part of the reason we play monday through thursday is especially for our local kids especially they can sleep in their own bed that we play in the evening so they can have a job during the day they can have their weekends off in the summer which yep. most of them haven't had since they were seven years old probably um so you know i think it's a nice mix JT, I think Rick Fires hit this perfectly on the head with his column last Sunday that you couldn't have a better, a better, more appropriate name for this league than perfect timing. The timing is perfect for this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yes, it is no perfect doubt. Um, for this. Yeah, and and uh, JT, I know you and I talked about this a little bit, and I've talked about this with some of the other – with some of the players, that there are potential changes to college baseball that, that are being discussed. Uh, I don't think anything's been uh, – made definite yet right as far as as far as playing starting their seasons a little bit later um and that kind of thing so what's going to happen if that goes into effect or maybe it already is in fact maybe i just hadn't didn't see it but what what would happen is a later start to the baseball season for college is going to be a later a later finish okay, it's going to be in the world series is going to be played you know di- you know deep into july or at least you know middle of july so that window of opportunity for players to go to a Cape Cod League or, or the Northwoods League or the whatever, um, that window is very narrow. So what that could do, and JT, I know you, you'd like to see this for sure. I know we would love to see it. This is an opportunity for this league here with such a such – a, a, it's so centrally located um, that this league could really, really flourish moving forward. I think under that model, it would be very good. Uh, our league typically runs about five or six weeks. And so I think with the with the NCAA season pushed back some, that would certainly – I think that would certainly be favorable for us. I think another thing to keep in mind, you know, when they talk about pushing college baseball back, from what I've read, they're talking about the Division One game. Yep. And keep in mind there's a lot of Division Two and Three and NAI and junior college programs right. in this area also right. – that conceivably would end roughly the same time. Um, I, I think it would be great. We have, we have typically worked off the model too of work, you know, playing for five or six weeks and then giving the kids, you know, a month or so to, to rest and, yep. and heal up their bodies before they go back for a fall season. Yep. Um, 
you know, the lower level schools could have that time on the front end come in and play as the, as the division one guys get here. I think, I think that, I think that goes pretty well for us. I, do I think too. that, I think that helps us a lot. I, I like that too. idea. I tell you what, JT. The thing that I that I just keep flashing through my mind is I, I had a son who also played collegiate baseball. He spent one summer in California, one summer in New Bern, North Carolina, so he was gone the whole summer. How nice would it be? Let's say you're an you're you're a guy at Arkansas. You could stay here, I guess, take summer classes, work out in their facility, and play games. You know, get see live pitching in this collegiate league here. I mean, I can't think of a better scenario than that i i think it would be wonderful i i played in kansas and i played in texas when i was in college and i, and I enjoyed it there were, there were a lot of positive things about it It was a good experience but i would have loved to have had something like this i i didn't i had a hard time getting in a weight room when i was there i, I missed my mama yep, so yep. you know just uh, mama's cooking was still something i missed when i was away sure. so yeah there's a lot of things you know it would have been nice to be able to go to summer school and get some things taken care of in that regard too so i man i think there's a lot of positive there i do too i do too so J, uh, jt you guys will play another couple of weeks in june uh, and into the first first week of July, then you'll be done. So if anyone who's, anybody's wanting to go see some 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 live baseball, some real live sports with not just you know hackers out there like I would be. These are legitimate you know college Division One elite level players. It doesn't cost you a dime to go out there, take your lawn chair, stop by. You know, I think they even JT that concession opened the other night, didn't they? The concession stand is open. Uh, it's been good. Let me let me throw a couple things yeah uh, in there, Chip. We are limited right now. We're hoping as uh, the state opens up more that it will be expanded a little bit. We're limited to 150 uh, spectators in the park at a time. There you go. Um, so once we reach that 150, we've got to shut down entrance into the park. Fans are welcome to go sit in the outfield in their lawn chairs or wait until the until you know it becomes a, a one out one in thing. Yeah. When uh, when we get full. The other thing, we have actually expanded the league our schedule for another week into July. We're going to uh -huh. play the following week okay. after the 4th of July. Well, the situation we were in, the a lot of the pitchers, their, their pitching coaches, and we, we, we try to do a really good job of talking to the, the kids' pitching coaches, they weren't comfortable with them exceeding some fairly low pitch counts early. Yeah, totally understandable. About three innings of match uh, yeah. is all you're seeing yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and some of those guys, you know, they started that first week at 25 pitches. Yeah. Know, which, I, man, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, we were. You're in a little bit of a tough spot when you do that because if we get enough enough arms to fill the the early part of the season, then when you get to the back end and everybody's extended a little bit, then you got more arms than you have innings to pitch, and they don't get their work. And so what we decided to do is we cut it back. We were, we had initially planned to have five games a week for each team. Yep. We cut it back to four games a week. Okay. Okay. And then makes added sense. a week to the end of the season. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. What's well, high level baseball? It's the, the crack of the bat. It's wood bat. Only wood bat. Um, so you're actually hearing the crack of no, the bat. No pings. No pings. No pings. It's, it's the crack of the bat. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's great baseball. You're seeing some really good, Paul, I've seen some really good pitching. Uh, JT, you mentioned there's guys out there that are mid nineties. Um, you know, <laughs> some legit yeah, stuff. they're, they're, they're humping it up. there pretty good It you know, that, that two and a half month layoff, their arms are revitalized and they're, they're throwing, um, and so, <laughs> some so, guys throwing hard. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's good quality baseball. And we're just, you know, we're just happy that, you know, to see somebody playing. 
So we're going to kind of shift gears with JT a little bit. We'll just have a couple more minutes with him. And we're going to talk about a big, big tournament that's coming up here in a couple of weeks, the Chad Wolf Classic. JT, I think you mentioned over 100 teams uh, yes. will, will be in this Classic. Uh, if you don't know the Chad Wolf story, Chad was a, a coach here. He coached at Springdale for a little while and was at Heritage. Rogers Heritage. Um, he um, – uh, just a tragic. I mean, just a tragic story. Went in for what looked to be a routine knee scope, um, and never recovered from the uh, from the anesthesia. And and uh, uh, we lost a, a really good, really good guy, super, a father of several kids, and uh, just a great guy. Uh, JT, I know you were were real close with Chad, and, and perfect timing was kind of both of your dreams. And um, you've been able to carry it on and, and still keep Chad's uh, you know memory alive. Yeah, man, that, he, he and I were really, really close. It's still, you know, every year when we get to this time, I, there's a there's a huge sense of pride in what this has all become. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't be here if he hadn't been for Chad. Uh, man, he was a he was a really good dude. He was a great baseball coach. He was just a wonderful person. His his smile was just infectious. He just he he was uh, he was great. Uh, so thankful that for what this tournament has become. Uh, there are so many people that know his name now and his story that wouldn't have it. Yeah, we're trying to keep that alive. So, uh, JT, over last year you had, what, 80 teams, 80, 80-something teams? We had 81 last year, and we've got 108 this year. So there you go, wow. 108 teams. So uh, I'm not a math major, but I think 108 is more than 81. Uh, <laughs> so uh, even I can figure that one out. So tell me about, uh, JT, where, wh- when will it start and where will you be playing your games at? It is going to start. Uh, it's going to start June seventeenth, which is a Wednesday. Um, we will have games around the area starting then, and it will wrap up June twenty first. Okay. Um, we're going to have we're going to have games. It's going to be scattered all over the place this year. COVID has presented a uh, scheduling challenge for sure, um, but we are going to be. Um, we're going to be at the city parks in Bentonville. We're going to be at uh, the high school in Huntsville and Prairie Grove and, and Farmington and Shiloh. Um, we've got Lifeway Christians Field. We're also going to be, I believe we're going to be in Salem Springs. Um, we've got uh, we've got games in Muldrow, Oklahoma, Salisaw, Oklahoma. We've got uh, the newly turfed Boys and Girls Club in Hunts Park and Fort Smith. So it's going to be a little bit more spread out this year, but I think everybody's pretty understanding of the circumstances. Right. Um, li- limited games in Springdale, Bentonville, Fayetteville uh, because of limited facilities, but there will be games played pretty much all over the place. Um, yes. you, you guys you guys ought to do what the NABC used to do, that the all-nighter they, uh, they, they used to do at, uh, in Wichita. Yeah, I'm going to cover the 1 a.m. <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I uh, I would be up for around the clock baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough sell. I know uh, that's where the Northwest Arkansas Naturals were were there before they moved to Springdale about twelve thirteen years ago, and that was one of the things they were charged with. The guys who uh, were with the the uh, then the Wranglers, the Wichita Wranglers, and they were the host. That stadium was the host of this of this event. So uh, I remember Eric Edelstein. He was the general manager of the Naturals when they first came here. 
he he wasn't disappointed that they weren't doing that here. <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, the the old manually operated scoreboard from Lawrence Dumont Stadium in Wichita is now at Prairie Girls Field. Wow, I did that's not crazy. know that. It's in left field. It's really neat. I did not know that. So that's where that that's where that came from. That big monster. That's scoreboard where they came from. There. Okay, okay. So games will be played all over JT. Uh, 80, 81 teams last year, one hundred and eight this year. Uh, doing quick math, that's twenty plus more teams, you know, than what you had last year. How much of that was COVID related because teams are just dying to, to play somewhere, uh, or how much Man, of it was just just a great tournament that you guys put on? You know, it's interesting. We had a hundred and two teams signed up as of a month ago. Okay, and we we lost we lost thirteen of those teams. We we're down to eighty nine, and now we're back up to a hundred and eight. Um, what you're seeing with the travel ball with a lot of us, and, and this was kind of the weekend that we had all marked, uh, you know, the guys that own clubs like perfect timing, you know, around the, around the region, we, we talk a lot. We didn't have anything to do during the shutdown. Sure. So we talk on the phone all the time. Uh, a lot of us had pointed to trying to stay very local. Uh, if you followed our group, we have played the last, uh, three weekends will be this weekend again, kind of in that Southwest Missouri area. What we were shooting for, what most of us were shooting for, was to try to stay out of the hotel. If yeah, I've stayed in a hotel every weekend and I've been fine. I, it's been it's been no problem. But I didn't. A lot of our families weren't comfortable with that, sure. so we wanted to stay local enough that they could uh, that, that they could commute it if they wanted to. Right, right. Um, we've been to, we've got some teams coming from pretty far away, five, six, seven hours away. Um, we all had kind of pointed to, you know, look, by the time we get to this weekend, we will know that it's safe to travel and everybody's going to feel comfortable to get out. Right. Or we're going to recognize that it's not a very good plan and we'll shut it down and go and continue to stay local. Right. I, I think most of the, most of the teams are feeling pretty comfortable, uh, with coming. I think, you know, you talked about people being starved for a place to play. I think one of the things that, uh, has been a little bit we i'll give you an example we were scheduled to go to the music city classic in nashville tennessee we've gone the last couple of years a wonderful tournament um man you're talking about a pretty pretty expensive tournament it's expensive on the families you're talking about going eight or nine hours away from home you're going to be gone for a week in a hotel with the division one facility shut down in the area i mean that's one of the lures is going to you know getting opportunities to play on you know college fields like Vanderbilt, right. uh, you know, in and around the Nashville region. But with the NCAA schools not being able to get off campus and recruit, that has, you know, it's, it's hard to want to drive that far to play in city parks without college coaches there to uh, to watch them play. Gotcha. gotcha. So one of the things that we feel like we have a huge advantage with, with the Chad Wolf Classic, you know, right now the only schools that can get off campus to recruit are – junior colleges and NAI schools. Well, sitting in Northwest Arkansas, we have a ton of junior colleges in Kansas and Oklahoma and yep. now some in Arkansas. And, well, even, you know, even, you know, even maybe along that Texas, you know, Texas line too, you know, you got yeah, you know, we'll Sherman and Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've talked to seven or eight Texas junior colleges that have said that they're going to be here. So we, you know, last year at the Chad Wolf, we had 81 teams. We had 79 college coaches that registered being here. That's the ones we knew about. I'm going to be really surprised if we don't have 40 or 50 college coaches here this year again. I believe I believe we will. That'll be great. Um, That'll be great. I think it's a good opportunity for the kids uh, to be seen. And uh, we have tried to do a lot from the recruiting standpoint of 
we have sent rosters to all the colleges in the region of, of the teams that are coming, their coaches information so they could reach out to them. So, you know, we think, we think this is still going to be a very quality recruiting event for the college. Good deal. So the Chad Wolf Classic will start on the 17th of June, which is uh, next Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, so next Wednesday. Uh, JT, these are high school kids, uh, uh, 17, 16, 17, 18-year-olds? The majority of them, yeah, 15, 16, 17. Some of the clubs will have some 18-year-olds. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so a good level of baseball. These are the kids who, of course, had their seasons also yanked out from under them. High school baseball, you know, same same as with college. They, you know, they they got to play about five or six games, and that that was it. Um, so this is their chance to shine, a chance to put their game on display, hopefully in front of some college coaches, maybe give them an opportunity to earn some you know scholarship money, that kind of thing, and uh, be a high level. Games will be played all over, like JT mentioned, in the Fort, the River Valley area, Fort Smith, Salisaw, Muldrow, um, all the way up JT to Joplin, right? games everywhere we you know what we may be that far north um we kind of rallied in the last couple of days we may be able to keep this thing almost all of it in arkansas good okay okay so that would save a little travel um so if you get a chance to get out and watch some of that uh, again you know just like the collegiate league you're gonna see a high level of baseball and uh main thing is you're gonna see sports Period. You're going to see competition. You're going to see it live, and we don't have to watch corn. You don't have to watch cornhole competition that weekend. You can actually watch, you know, real sports being played. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you, you, you see, you, you actually see people throwing and hitting objects. You know, that's that's good. Although I've been known to throw a, a, a cornhole bag at people from time to time. <laughs> Certainly had them thrown at me. So JT, thanks for jumping on with us today. We're gonna we're gonna let JT go and and get ready for some more baseball and and uh, Paul. Thanks and I a lot, gonna, JT. JT, thanks for being with us, and and uh, we'll catch you at the ball field for sure. That sounds great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. You All bet. Right. Take care, buddy. So right. Paul, we're have gonna, a good day. We're gonna finish this up with the best in the West. Um, we have launched that um, last Sunday, and that was uh, or la- actually it led into last Sunday with the release of the basketball boys basketball all time team. Um, we're coming up now with uh, softball, then we'll have soccer, and this will continue on throughout the summer. Um, it'll wrap up the end, toward the end of July, around the 26th, with the, uh, there'll be 10 days, or actually 11 days, of high school football in which the top, you know, football players. Now, you have to understand that we didn't, we didn't just pick this team. We didn't just pick it out of air. We put together a panel of 10 long-time media members and some input from coaches and things like that to put together this team. So it wasn't just something that we just sat down and said, you know, we're just going to throw this together. A lot of thought was put into this. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, anything is debatable. Um, sure. And um, Well, isn't that the, that's the fun part of this that, whole that is thing, the fun isn't part it? Of it? Yeah. You start looking at these names and say, oh, wait, what about this guy? Absolutely. Wait, wait, you forgot this guy. Yep, yep. And how could you not have this guy on exactly. there? Well, that's good. You know, if you think he would be on your team, put him on your team. You bet. Yeah. So anyway, hey, it's fun. we we appreciate the 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 feedback. I mean, that's that's the, that's the fun part of this whole thing because man, the, it's it's great up for debate. Man. It is. It is. So the the, uh, the like I said, the football will culminate it. We're working on those stories now. I'll give you a little hint. Uh, quite a few of the guys uh, on the team, um, you know, played at the highest level um, in, in in the NFL. A couple of them have Super Bowl rings. Um, and so uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, talking to these guys and, and uh, reliving their, you know, what they did at, at this school or that school or this college or that college, and, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. Um, well, you talk about the basketball we, that we've already unveiled. I mean, how many of those, those ten were, are, 
played professionally. You know, we had Matt Jones. Matt Jones played NFL football. Played, but well, Matt Jones may have played in he, NBA basketball. He, he, he could have focused on. He, he could have. You know, I, 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 I yeah, got, absolutely. We, you know, I got an email that said, "How could you put Matt Jones? He's a football player." I said, "Obviously, you never saw this guy play." Now. Take away the year at Fort Smith Northside when he was kind of a newcomer into that mix. Kind of, you kind of pull that out of the equation. If you saw Matt Jones play basketball at Van Buren, we scored 22 points in an eight-minute quarter. In a quarter. In a game. Uh, there's no doubt that Matt Jones is one of the best basketball players we've ever seen in this area. He just ch- chose to focus on football yes. rather than on basketball. How about, how about the year that you had – uh, Matt Jones and Billy Ferris together Both on the same court. Billy Ferris, who's still playing professionally, by the way, yeah. wow. in Europe. Uh, so you know, good good players. Um, you know, obviously there's you know every, every, you can't put put a forty man team together. It's ten, and uh, we we felt you know felt like we had a good representation. And so uh, the I, and I, and Paul, I thought the girls was much tougher to pick than the boys. Oh, I thought it's it was loaded. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Right now, you don't have NBA in there for the girls, but there we've. We've talked about this and talked about this, that per capita, girls' basketball in this state, yes, maybe, there may be not another state like it as far as Division I high-level players per capita. And that's not just in the last couple of years. That's been for many yes, years. Yes, no question. Yeah. I mean, since, you know, you and we talked about the project I did a while back, of, you know, concentrate on the five-on-five era. How many outstanding players, you know, former Razorbacks, but you and I have discussed this ad nauseum. Had they been able to keep just a fraction of the outstanding D1 talent that went out of state in the last 15 to 20 years? Correct. How how much better the the program had a little dip here. Correct. Before Mike Neighbors showed up. Uh, That dip might not have occurred. Exactly. So we also have baseball coming up. That that was fun to pick, and, and uh, a lot of those guys that are in the on the baseball team made it to the show. Uh, you know, no no secret. You know, you know, uh, Craig Gentry. Uh, 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 I've gone blank. Uh, the kid from Fayetteville, um, Blake Parker. Blake Parker, yeah. Um, the guy, the guy uh, who wasn't really a pitcher. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Beeks, who's yeah. who you know who's still in the show. Um, so a lot of lot of good big time baseball players and and um, so we've had a lot of fun with it and that will continue every day in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Um, we will feature a different player and or release a team um, each day and that will go through the end of July with the final uh, segment being the football. So so if you haven't had a chance to see that series, um, you can see it at nwaonline.com on our website as well as uh, you know still in the uh, in the print form, which yes, which, you know, which we're still doing. So that'll about wrap it up for uh, the Prep Rally podcast today. Again, we appreciate JT Baker of Perfect Timing coming on with us um, to give us some more insight into that college league that's going on right now. Um, and then the upcoming Chad Wolf Classic that'll be uh, starting June the 17th. So there are sports out there for you to go see. You know, pack up a, pack up a lawn chair or two and go out there. Keep your distance uh, and uh, watch some watch some good sports. Um, don't worry about the score. If you're going out there to watch to keep the score, you may be disappointed because some games do end in ties. Paul, I think you had one. Yeah, I seven, did. Seven seven. I did. You know, nine nine. Nine nine. nine, there, nine there you go. Right and uh, so don't worry about the score. You're just going to go out there and and watch these kids field ground balls, hit home runs. You know, throw ninety mid nineties and that kind of thing. And uh, 
you know, maybe one of these days Major League Baseball can take a hint at about what they're doing over here at Tyson Park, and maybe they'll actually play a game or two. Play for You mean play for actually just the fun of playing baseball? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll actually see an MLB game at some point this season. Yeah. So that's it for uh, the, uh, the Prep Rally podcast, and uh, we will catch you next week. Uh, you guys have a, have a great week, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.